place bikes here. Hello everyone, this is Mike Brown here. You're listening to Moto X Pod Show. Good old rage against the machine. Love that stuff, dude. Dude, yeah, they're hardcore. That's a live. That's that live album. That may have been one of the last shows they played. They got at least the one that got recorded. I think. I don't know. It's I been, don't know enough about their history. But I think it was something like that. But that's the uh, that was the opening to the show. They did Bulls on Parade. Now, for whatever reason, that intro always gives me like goosebumps yeah. every time I listen to it. It never like lessens. So right. Uh, yeah, it's good. they're a great band, man. Tomarello's a bad dude. Audio stuff he did with Audio Slave was great. You can't beat that. Dude. No, they're doing some stuff now. Um, it's it's. Well, the De La Roca's voice is like kind of jacked, isn't it? His vocal cords are. I don't know. I, I haven't heard what he's got going on, but they're in a new band. It's Rage of uh, uh, Prophets or something like that. That these that the band Rage Against Machine. And the lead rapper from uh, Public Enemy. Yeah. And some other guys are doing. I can't remember what the heck it's. Prophets of Rage. That's what they're Prophets called. Prophets of, of Rage. Yeah, heck yeah, man. It's okay. I mean, I, I really liked it the first time I listened to it, but then I, like, it kind of. Right. It le- yeah. I lessened how much I liked it the more I listened to it, but. Yeah, it's hard to anyway. beat. It's hard to beat uh, Rage, but yeah. Audio Slave was good. Anyways, guys, what up? Episode 59 of the Moto X Pod Show is brought to you by Broadway Power Sports in Tyler, Texas. Visit BroadwayPowerSports.com, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, Can-Am, Polaris, Firearms. Also have a full stock of parts, accessories, motocross gear, you name it, they got it. They can get you hooked up to go to the track, go to the gun range, the four-wheeler park, so on and so forth. So uh, visit those guys and uh, give them some love. All Sport Dynamics, visit MotocrossWristBrace.com. These are the braces worn by many, many top pros. Jamie and I both wear them. TJ has a set. And uh, if you, if your case jumps like as bad as I tend to sometimes, you might want to get you a set of these. But uh, Jeff and the crew over there get you taken care of real good. MX Girl Designs, that's G-U-R-L. Hit Char up on Instagram, MX Girl, or at MX Girl, excuse me. And on Facebook, <clears throat> excuse me, MX Girl Designs. Again, that's G U R L. 
And uh, if you want to place an order, uh, email char at mxgirl.com. That's C-H-R. And uh, she'll get you set up with some really high-quality, great, great artwork. Good and stuff. She's badass. Absolutely. Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. Visit your local dealer for details on product and how to get you a set of Shock Socks order. Nobody likes a leaky leaky fork seal. They're a pain in the ass to fix, so I always have these. But uh, York Welding and Fab, call Carl at 903-780-7369 and or email him at yorkwelding14 at yahoo.com. Guys, it doesn't matter what it is, a barbecue grill, a, a house, whatever it is, Carl can build it for you. Yeah, here. speaking of that grill, yep, we've st- talked about it. I, I posted pictures a while back. Um, I'm going to repost this pictures of this tailgate grill he built. It is um, sick. It's really badass. It is sick. We're going to be giving it away on the show, and we've got some ideas. We've talked about it, you know, a little bit here and there, but it, it's going to be a few months before we give it away. But you guys we'll, will have to pay attention to our social media. Yeah, to win yeah, it. We'll, we'll put it up because this thing is badass. I wish I could have it, but I'm not eligible apparently. Am I a full member of the show? Because I was kind of invited in late. I, I think I should be eligible. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we, you're known for winning prizes on online uh, shows. Yeah, so, a couple uh, times. Come on now. Not like, not like Skippy. <laughs> Skippy gets shit every time he calls in. Uh, well, hey. Hey, I, but that's cool. I, I ain't hating him for it. No. Good, good on him, you know. But uh, also forgot to mention our uh, – yeah, it is a little hot. Uh, our honorary sponsor, TPJ Racing. Yeah, Ted Parks and the boys have got it co- going on for 2018. Can't wait yep. to see them. Yep. And the boy, you know, Anaheim won this weekend. Everybody's going to be shining out there. So it's about time, isn't it? Yeah, it's only a few days away. I'm excited. You know, the only thing I'm worried about is, as I've talked about before, I got rid of my direct TV and all that stuff. Yeah, you'll have to come to my house and watch it. And so I can't record anything. Like, you have to watch it live. Or you don't get to see it. Yeah. And I can't be home every Saturday night. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to get my parents to record it and, and. bounce from house to house or whatever but right right a one i will definitely be sitting on my in my bed with my big tv because that's where <laughs> my tv is is in the bedroom with with the tv on and pulp mx fantasy up watching my scores and there you go and uh yeah i'm stoked i'm ready i can't wait um i can't do the fantasy thing somebody else texted me earlier about it. i'm like nah I'm it's out. fun i love it um that's cool for you guys. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I'm so sensory, I, like hands-on. I just can't do it. I'm you glad know? you don't play because that's just one more person <laughs> that I don't have to worry about trying to beat. Uh, oh, that's so for sure. It's well, going to be. I'm excited about the Stadium Motocross Racing Series that is yeah. going to start. I cannot wait. Dude. Yeah, man. Man, there's so many fast guys. You know, I, I, don't, I don't even know where to start. I don't know that. if you got through the Pulp Show last night, but they were I talking about. I hadn't even started it yet. They, they listed off, like, I think it was 18 or 16 Top guys, guys on team in the 450 yeah. class, because they were trying to decide well what privateers will make it in. There's only a couple spots. Yeah, with if we well, got everybody's have, healthy right now for the most part. Like right. Weimer is iffy. He'll and make Reed the, is iffy. He'll they'll make the main though. Well, he doesn't know if he's going to race. Who Reed? Reed Reed or Weimer oh. are not hundred percent even going to race this weekend. Mm. So those two guys are really the only two big name quote unquote guys. That we're not sure about, but pretty much everybody else is healthy. Yeah, wow. Going in. Well, I, you know, they'll start dropping like flies is how, how our sport tends to go. But I, I – well, uh, You know, I hope they don't in one aspect. I hope but then not the either. other aspect, like, we're such a big fan of all these privateer guys. The small, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we lo- we like Alex Ray. We want mm-hmm. the Antoinette brothers to get in. We got you know, one of them want, on the show tonight. Yeah. yeah AJ Cantanzaro. AJ Cantanzaro. Uh, you know, we've got um, Van uh Van, Van Martin, Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we Nick got all these, Schmidt. Yeah, we got all these guys that we want to see do well. 
Yeah. And that kind of means, well, we're, gonna, we're probably going to have to have some big-name guys to drop out. Either that. Yeah, they're going to have to uh, – the LCQs will be real interesting in Anaheim 1. Yeah, I hope those are televised. <laughs> I think they will be. I think they will. Well, they did away with the semis, the semis so they'll for yeah. sure have that race But then on. last year they didn't show all the LCQs, I don't That's think. That's because they had too much TV right. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, good, good lineup for us tonight. A.J. Cantanzaro is going to come on, talk about uh, the A.J. Cantanzaro MX Academy, talk about racing Supercross this year, if he's going to race Super. I just assume he is. And, yeah, uh, I think so. I think he's part of the collective experience oh, that we he had is. on last week. No, he so, is for yeah. sure. We're going to have uh, former regional sales director for Kawasaki, Mr. Tony Mosley, on to chit-chat with us about vintage racing probably more than anything. And, yeah, and I think he's the president of the TVRC, which yeah. is our Texas Vintage it, Racing Club, AM, I think is what it stands uh-huh. for. It's, we've talked about them a bunch lately. Member of the AMA Board of Directors, yeah. so he'll have some great insight for us, probably get him to talk about this season a little bit and yeah. see what's happening. He's got some really cool stories and some he can't tell. <laughs> he told me a story off air that was awesome. That he, I know he can't tell on air, but it was really fantastic. That'd so, be cool. but he'll have some great stories that we can talk about tonight. Absolutely, we're gonna round out, uh, round everything out in the night with the uh, with the bang. I know Hal Simpson is a very very excited <laughs> yeah. about this guy. We're gonna have rock star Huskies Dean Wilson on and Dino. Dino, dude, I I can't wait to see what what's coming from him this year. He yeah. looks really good. I think I'm most excited about Dean Wilson and Blake Baggett for this year. Are you? I am. Well, you know, yeah. I, I like TJ. I'm a Blake fan. And I, I just like Dean, man. I think Dean was coming on strong last year. Yeah, yeah. You know, he started off as a privateer last year and, yep. and really has stepped his game up outdoors. Blake's going Blake's gonna be good too, man. Yeah. It's uh it's hard to beat it's hard to uh discredit either one of those dudes, their talents and I'm interested to see what he thinks about that new husky bike he's on. Yeah. I really want to talk about it. that. Yeah, that's what I'm understanding from yeah. some of his uh posts. I haven't listened to that podcast <laughs> well, yet. Yeah. He's, he he put it like right under his love for uh Heather and right above his love for sandwiches. Oh well hey. <laughs> so, if it beats sandwiches it's pretty awesome. Hey, so. uh, what, oh he said if it had spring forks it might be equal with Heather. That's saying a lot. It would probably have those crappy 4CS ones on there. I don't know about all that. but <laughs> no. Spring forks. No, I'm with him on that. That's yeah, why yeah. I got rid of my Honda. I hate air forks. Right. So, but uh, ought to be some good stuff, man. What what else has been happening? No riding last weekend. No, I, I was on call. It was way too cold. But uh, I think we're going to – I'm planning on going to the edge Saturday. I don't know about you. I haven't talked I, about it yet. I got the kiddo Saturday, man. Oh, okay. And wife's working, so there ain't going to be no dirt bike well, riding for so me. Yeah, I, I want to ride this weekend because next weekend's Houston. And yeah. we're going to try to ride at Three Palms that Sunday. We'll yep. s- if everything falls into place. Yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, I want to ride this weekend somewhere. We'll see. I'm going to try to go su- su- uh, Sunday oh. somewhere. I finally bought a GoPro, so that's the other thing. I want to break that thing in. <laughs> my first one. Do you know I've never had one? Me either. Never had one. I, I bought myself one for Christmas. That ought to be fun. You bought yourself one for Christmas? Uh-huh. Yeah. Self-imposed. Yeah, I went to Best Buy just looking around at something else, and they were out there. They had the new one, like, it's, I don't know what they call it. It's the the five, but it's called the session or something like that. It was only right. 150 bucks. I said, Man, I gotta buy that. Right. Where the hell do you get that Enzo shirt? I see everybody wearing them, and I uh, ha- from um, my mind just blanked on our local Enzo guy uh, Decker. Yeah, Craig. Craig Decker. I got it from Craig at uh, Pro Challenge year before last. Oh, okay. Just say yeah. Yeah, he had I'm, it in the truck. Need to get one. I bought. I got my last bike done from him. Yeah, yeah. No T-shirt. No, I just. Oh, I bought one. I bow, bow, just, bow. I got his phone number. I'll, I'll get him. Maybe no, I, I, I can I've, one. I've got his number. I got okay. You. Cool. But uh, it. Uh, I need. To, I need to send my suspension to him. But I don't have yeah, money. I can't afford that. <laughs> like, I keep saying, my next purchase is some wheels from W. Yeah. And an exhaust system. Yeah, the exhaust is what I'm going for first. I got to do that, and it. Um, 
I don't know where I'm at. I'd like to go get the Dubok thing happening, but we'll just have to see yeah. who's got what. And I just thought I'd go Yosh. Yeah, I like the Yosh stuff too, for sure. Maybe they've got some stuff laying around for those old RMCs. I could grab yeah, you never know. Grab me a deal on something, but uh, fools are broke. Dude, I just I had a four, you know a four year old to buy for for Christmas, so my ass is broke right now. Well, see, that's that's. But uh, you're not supposed to have kids. Just don't have kids. That's better. Yeah, uh, my kid's grown, but I just man, a few years ago on that Christmas, I just decided, you know, we're you're, we're gonna spend about a hundred bucks, and that's what you're gonna get. That's yeah. it. Buy him some underwear and socks. Tell him have a good well, day. I mean, when they were younger, like I'm just not. I'm not gonna go crazy. <laughs> just not gonna do it. You know, I'm gonna give you a few. You get a few gifts. You go yeah. to your grandparents. They usually go crazy. Yeah. I think I feel like it's kind of overdone. I try to pull the reins in on my wife, and it's just a, she's an unstoppable force at Christmas. She ain't doing it. I got so, you. Well, I even told her not to buy me half the crap she did, and she still did it anyways. Right. So, but anyways, you well, know how that I goes. buy my own Christmas presents for myself. <laughs> <laughs> well guys it's about that time we're gonna take a quick break and be back with aj Cantanzaro. right throw a drop up in there hey this is heather Kiefer, and you're listening to the moto x pod show all right guys we're gonna get to our first guest he's a pro racer pro trainer the man behind aj Cantanzaro mx academy none other than aj Cantanzaro. what's up buddy how are you what's up guys thank you for having me appreciate it of course thank yeah. you for coming on man pumped to talk to you yeah, you caught me right before I'm going to bed. <laughs> Early, you uh, I'm an old man now. Uh, I under, believe me when I tell you, I understand that you ain't old yet. You're, you'll get there, yeah. but uh, yeah, you're still a ways behind me. I think. Yeah, we're we're both uh, one's in a, one's in a, in his forties and one's almost in his forties, so we're we're getting there. But uh, AJ, tell us a little bit about uh, what you got going on for 2018. You doing some Supercross racing? Yeah, so I've been lucky enough to put together my whole program um took a little longer than i would have liked but i'll be doing west coast and i'll be doing east coast 450 um, with the help of moto tape and a bunch of my personal sponsors so it'll be same bike right right nice where the past years i've been hopping back and forth on different bikes so but i'll be at all 17 races so that'll be nice to be able to That's awesome. get to every round. Right, riding yeah. Kawasaki's this year? Yeah. Yeah, I've been saying for a while now I've, I've wanted to stay in Kawi the rest of my career. Um, or at least as long as I'm doing it privately on my own. Right. I'm just so comfortable on that bike. And it's easy when you can go one year into the next with saving settings and kind of knowing what to expect rather than starting from scratch each year. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I remember a few years back when you were uh, still, you know, riding 250s and you were on a cow. when I first really started hearing about you. And you were putting in some killer results on that bike. And then I think in the in the coming years, maybe you had to, you had to hop around maybe a Honda, for, for sure, some Suzuki's. And, uh, but you're back on the green bikes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's a tough thing being where I have been in the past. It's, you kind of, you take what you can get. Um, where... I'm not really at that point in my career anymore right now. It's, I'm, I'm a little more picky. Not that I'm old, but 24 years old, I've been pro for eight years. So yeah, I guess I'm a veteran of the sport. Absolutely. Um, yeah, for and sure. And I know better than to try to bounce around. And to, it's better to build relationships and to get comfortable with one brand or one specific setting or sponsor or whatever the case may be. Right. I yeah. agree. Yeah, um, you know, so you have the uh, the training academy that you do. How does uh, how did you get that started? And you know, I, I was looking back through some of your uh, 
your history on your bio, you know, and it says you've trained at MTF, at Club MX, at GPF, under guys like, uh, well, obviously Colleen Millsaps, Gary Bailey, Gary Simics, and even Ezra Lusk. So I I have a a couple different questions about that. Like, what did you learn from those people that you took to what you're doing? And then how, what did they, what was different about each one of those facilities? Um, Well, that's the good thing about having the experience that I have, having worked with so many different people at so many different places, it's all a little bit different. And you learn a little bit of something from one person and from the next. And I think that's, I've really been able to just accumulate my knowledge and, and pull pieces that I've really liked and that have really stuck out to me and build my own program, my own teaching method based off of that. Um, I wouldn't say certain people are telling you right and wrong things. I think that they have a different way to get it across to you and some focus on certain things where somebody like Colleen Millsaps, of course, she's focused big time on technique as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's big on sprinting and speed and pushing you to go fast where uh, a guy like Gary Semix was, I would say, 99% technique based. I got you. You know what I mean? So yeah. he was focused on making sure you're doing it right, and, and that's about it. His his theory was the speed will come. Right. Well, uh, now, it seems like to me, though, you're, you're getting yourself prepared as 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 for, for the afterlife, basically, for when your career is done. This is kind of like maybe uh, could, could be another career for you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think – coming from my background and that's something I've always been worried about probably honestly a little too worried from the time I was 17 or 18 years old I had people questioning me and people in my family asking well what's next how long are you going to do this for and it always got me thinking well oh shoot how long do I have in the sport and I should definitely be thinking you know outside the box to try to figure out what I'm going to do after so that's kind of whether it took me on the right path or not. I think that's over the past few years, I've, I've been able to develop my brand and the website and the Moto X Academy and all that, which is amazing and it's doing incredibly well. But what that also did is it kind of made me come to the realization that I'm a race. <laughs> it's yeah. simple. And I, I just want to put all my eggs in one basket right now and just race. Right. Well, there's really nothing wrong with that. Oh, go. Yeah. Well, yeah, you probably, I mean, it's hard to uh, expend your efforts in too many directions, especially with something like professional racing. Yeah, at that I would level. Think, you would think, I think you'd have to have just mainly that be your focus. Uh, I mean, and that's the thing is I've been spreading it, spreading it so thin, and I did a good job of it, but there's, you can't, you can't. And I'm realizing that this year, I, I had a couple of people reach out, like, we haven't been doing as much on, like, the marketing for the, the website and the academy, or reaching out to these people and sponsors, and I'm like, <laughs> now that I'm rolling my super cross track and I'm fully training, it's all I'm doing is training. Yeah. Right. There's no time for anything else, isn't it? So, so basically, I, mean, I wake up, I eat, I train, I ride, I train again, and I eat, and <laughs> I go to sleep. Now, is it hard? And I don't to, want to do anything else. 
is it hard to uh, basically maybe say no sometimes to people who are obviously willing to pay for your services? That probably goes a long way into paying bills, helping with the program, so on and so forth, right? Yeah, that's been a tough part of these, uh, these past few months as I, I have. I, I, there's been very few people I've said yes to. Right. The only time I'll do it is maybe an hour or so instead of when I'm at the track. And even that, I, I've pretty much just said no. Yeah. I, I've said from October or November, beginning of November until May when Vegas Supercross is over, I'm I'm doing nothing except focusing on stuff. Right. So uh, is it just, just Supercross for you this year, no outdoors, or are you going to try to do that as well? Um. I mean, I, the only way I would do outdoors is if I get picked up by some sort of factory team, and that's what I need to do. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's not I, enough money. Not enough money. Financially, in it. I, I can make so much money doing my my schools during the summer that it just it doesn't make sense. Right. But outdoors is there's very little money in it. Now, now, where are you based at? Uh, where, where do you live? Uh, Northern Virginia, so I'm in Reston, which is a suburb of Washington D.C. Oh, right on, right on. Yep. Yeah, you are. You're probably you're an hour ahead of us, then. you probably are getting ready for bed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's eight thirty. Right. So I'm usually by eight eight thirty winding down. Right. Well, I'll... I got to cut. Yeah. Hey, um, I, I saw you know you're, you're kind of connected with the um, collective experience. How did you get hooked up with those guys? Yeah, so uh, Dave over at the Collective Experience, I've been racing and riding with uh, Dave Drake's shoot for as long as I can remember, really. Yeah, he was on great our show kid. last week. Yeah, yeah, that's what he, said. That's what he was saying. Uh, great kid, super intelligent, and uh, just has a passion for the sport. And he's actually, I believe he's an engineer at Harley-Davidson. And uh, I think he just he wanted to be more involved in the sport, and he had this great idea of coming up with a fan experience for people that are passionate about the sport as well and want to get involved and get their foot in the dirt. And it's just a cool way. I mean, like Adam Entignap and Tyler Entignap and all the guys that have been doing it along with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a really cool way for the fans to, to show up to these races and be involved. I yeah. think the guys that are showing up with me, they're – they're coming down to the line with me right next to, you know, Ryan Dungy and Chad Reed. And for a lot of these people, it's something they would never normally get the chance to experience. Yeah, it's really bitching because you, you couldn't do that in football or baseball or anything. I think yeah, that's something that's really gnarly about our sport is that there's a couple organizations kind of giving the fans a, an experience that you wouldn't get in any other sport. Yeah, you're not going to be in the dugout with any no. of the major league teams hanging out with them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, what, I tell you what, guys, East Coast riders want to improve your technique after Supercross. <laughs> Visit ajcantonzaro.com. Get yourself set up with uh, a riding school or some private lessons or, or what have you. AJ, we know you're a busy guy. We won't take any more of your time. But, uh, I actually want to ask one last question. I was checking out your uh, website. Um, did you have anything to do with the creation of your website, like the design of it? Say that one more time. Your website, did you have anything to do with the design of the website? Uh, are you asking because it's Iron Maiden? Page? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um, 
No, that was actually honestly more of a coincidence than anything else. Okay. And do you know how many people have asked me that question? <laughs> no, but like all my jerseys that I use the Iron Maiden font for my lo for my name and number now, man. It's just such a bitchin' font. I love the band, so I was wondering well, if you were a fan. Well, Jamie's a metalhead, yeah. so. No, I enjoy all types of music, but honestly, I was just like, that's a cool one. Gotcha. And now okay. I'm like, I'm almost wishing I didn't put it up because everyone's like <laughs> coming to me, asking me questions about Iron Man. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. Right. That's cool. I was just curious because, I'm, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm 42 years old, so I grew up in that generation. <laughs> yeah. Well, AJ, we appreciate it, man. AJCantonzaro.com, guys. AJ, we appreciate cool. your Thank time you tonight, bud. Man. Yeah, have a good one. We'll see you, uh, see you this weekend. Next weekend. Yeah, heck yeah. Next weekend. Yeah, Houston. Oh, what? Well, that? Yeah, I, I got you. Go ahead. Yeah. Appreciate it, AJ. Thanks, guys. Talk to you. Have a good one. See you, man. Did I misunderstand what Jamie, you were saying? You fucker, you corrected. No, I'm kidding. With you. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, what I meant was a one on TV. TV. Gotcha. Yeah, see you gotcha. On TV. My bad. Well, so. we could have we could have just let it roll and him think we were gonna be there. Yeah, a one. Whatever. Yeah. You know, we we could lie right. about that. It wouldn't bother me a bit. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, good interview, man. It sounds yeah. like he's got himself set up for for future success afterwards. There's a, there's a great living to be made doing what he's doing. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, that thing's that's needed. I think, you know, these these um, facilities are or the training camps are growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of becoming the wave of the future. Well, I think that too, and along with you know, <clears throat> not so much the facilities are definitely that they're there. They're what, the, excuse me, what they are. But I feel like he could still kind of. Do, do it without that. But sure. We'll yeah, yeah, just the I, schools or anything. This yeah. depends on how big of a headache he wants to incur. Right. You know, but uh, guys, anyways, we're going to go to commercial break and be back with Tony Mosley. Sweet. Hey, Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288 and tell them Moto Xbod sent you. Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936 828 
1472 or email char c-h-a-r at mxgirl.com and that's mxgirl g-u-r-l and tell her moto xpod sent you you got the one snowman i'm eastbound and down hey guys muscle mark here i want to introduce you to my friends over at york welling and fab from new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welding and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. All right, guys, welcome back. Again, big shout-out, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, All Sport Dynamics, MX Girl Designs, Shock Socks, York Welding, and Fab TPJ Racing. Coming up next, former regional sales director for Kawasaki and uh, avid vin- vintage motocross enthusiast, AMA Board of Directors member, Mr. Tony Mosley. Tony, what's happening, dude? Just living the dream, guys. How are y'all doing? We're, doing good. Just trying to get work through some of these technical difficulties with our new uh, we're, we're living recording a, system. We're living a nightmare with our audio <laughs> right now, but we're getting through it. Yeah. Well, you when you get your equipment off those carburetors and get it fuel injected, you'll have problems. <laughs> yeah, that's we, that's kind of what we're dealing yeah. with, honestly. It's we're about working the same on deal. it. We're not we we're not getting it jetted just perfect, and it is not going to run right. So. So so how how's everything going though with you right now? You uh you getting excited about some supercross? Oh, I don't get real excited anymore <laughs> that you know, I was I guess Bill Poto was the last kid I worked with at Kawasaki and you know, he retired. I remember all those guys. When I started in eighty four, I remember getting in the uh elevator with Jeff Ward and he'd just gotten his first championship. And he was complaining about having to go to the dealer meeting and meet dealers and sign autographs. Right. I told him someday, told him someday he'd be happy about that. And then years and years later, I was I was on a walker from motocross crash, and I was at the Indy race, and all these guys had all these lines, and there's poor little Jeff Ward in front of his Indy car, flipping a pen with his posters. Nobody knew who the hell he was. <laughs> <laughs> and he called me over. He said, "Hey, you're the Kawasaki guy." And I started to say, "I told you so," you know. Right. Yeah, but I, yeah, I still I still enjoy it. I uh, you know watch it pretty avidly, really. Well, how did you get started in racing to begin with, and how did that lead into a job with Kawasaki all those years ago? Well, I was in the restaurant business. I started washing dishes here to Bonanza in the late '60s just to buy a motorcycle. I was making a dollar and a quarter an hour. Motorcycles for $100. And after taxes, 400 hours later, I went down to Curtis Terry's and gave him cash for the Honda. And um, rode around, rode around, ended up being a Bonanza franchisee. So I was like a very young business owner. The tornado in Lubbock tore up the Bonanza in Lubbock and weren't doing any good. So uh, the guy who was my boss at the time, he and I leased it, and I went out there, and I'm in the restaurant business everything's rocking along really good and then i screwed up and saw that movie on any sunday <laughs> well you know i already had a i didn't ride dirt bikes then, but i had a motorcycle everybody did and then the biggest day in the restaurant business was sunday but i saw that movie on any sunday and after about 18 months i sold the friggin' restaurant 
<laughs> selling insurance. So, so I just got into it. Um, everybody had bikes when we were kids, little Hondas. I've got a collection of little Hondas here that I used to ride. And then, uh, saw the movie. I had a DT one. We started riding dirt bikes and rode a couple of national Enduros and, yeah, I found out in the seventies in Enduro when you fall off you're too far from the truck. Motor you fall off, you see the truck and get your beer and everything's right there. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. And funny life always been interested that uh was friendly with the dealer where my where I'd sold my restaurant, West Texas, pretty friendly with that dealer. I met the folks at Kawasaki and um talked to them. Really when I turned thirty in eighty two, the team green program was just starting. Oh, okay. And uh, I really, you know, I really wasn't worth the shit, but there was nobody out there to ride with it over 30, bunch of farmers and overalls with headlights. So, you know, I could place pretty good. Nobody was 30 yet. Or anybody who turned 30 was too smart to ride dirt bikes. <laughs> but anyway, I just, yeah, I met them, and uh, I, I uh, when the area came open, um, I was self-employed. I didn't have health insurance and that kind of stuff. Pensions were big back then. Yeah. Didn't have 401Ks or RAs. Anyway, I just met them. When the area opened up, I went to work in 84. I worked for 30 years, and I just retired in 14 after 30 years. Well, congratulations on that. That's a heck of a run. Yeah, that's that's pretty well, amazing. I, you know, I told them when I retired, I spent 25 great years with Kawasaki. <laughs> he said, well, I thought it was 30 years. I said, no, I was employed 30 years, but I spent 25 great years. <laughs> <laughs> That's still a pretty good uh, percentage for you. You know, I mean, most people hate their jobs. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I was just, that job was getting in the, you know, I got, we got involved in this vintage club. It really grew. We started the vintage club in 88, 12 of us, and we had 12 members, and Right now we have over 200 current members. We got a little, I just looked at 1130 on our Facebook group, and uh, we'll have an average of 100 members on our 11 events per year. We'll have between 85 130 entries, not riders entries. You know. Right. Well, for our, but, our um, listeners who don't know, tell us you know what that organization is called, who you're who you uh, you're the president of, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't step <laughs> forward. It was kind of like the AMA deal, that gig, too, all these non pet gigs. You don't really step forward. Everybody else steps back, and you're the only one there. But, but uh, no, it's great. We're like a huge family. We started in 1988, as I said. And uh, ARMA, which is the national um, sanctioning body, which a friend of mine sent me a picture. I just, for some reason, I caught my slow ass on the cover this month. So. I saw that. You know, all these all these years now, finally got five seconds of fame. But they didn't Photoshop. They didn't Photoshop my beard gut out. Next time, I'm gonna get that taken care of. <laughs> but uh, where were we? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arm I hadn't hadn't formed yet. There was a group in California by. Uh, it was run by Dick Mann and Jeff Smith. It was called the California Vintage Racing Group. And you had to have four inches of rear travel, seven inches of front travel. And um, I think they formed in like 86. So we formed our club in 88. Okay. And if you think about it, you think those are old bikes. But we formed our club, a vintage bike, a 75 bike was only 13 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. And right now, yeah. So right now, uh, oh, 
five or whatever, all of a sudden is what the vintage bike was back then. So yeah, that puts it into perspective a little bit. Yeah, you have to because you know the the parts of the short travel bikes are well. You were out there with us at Johnsonville. You know they're they're okay fun on a on a track. It's not too bad, but it's it's like racing slow motion. But uh, uh, it just it the vintage thing just progressed. Now the big thing is close vintage. I was just in Mathis the other day. You know he's got one. These guys have them. They're them. And uh, well, and you had Michael Keaton, you know, he comes there to uh, Hurricane, I guess, on a 03. Yeah. YZ125, yeah. uh-huh. is that right? Yeah. So those are vintage bikes now. So we have changed, we've added classes, encompassed anything up to, we have a class for anything but a modern four stroke. Yeah. So a, a two stroke up to 08, uh, cut it off there because after that, everybody had modern four strokes. So. Um, anyway, it just, uh, it, it just kind of grew, you know, every, every year we had a little bit bigger party and every, we had a few more people. Then we started having three gates at the races. And then, uh, I don't know, about six years ago, we had to start having our own day cause we were having 70 entries and eight or nine gates. And right now we've got, uh, 20 classes. Even we've added a ladies class. I wouldn't let me. Wouldn't let us call it powder puff. I think Char would slap the crap yeah, out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Char's not. Call it powder puff. Yeah, Char's not into all that. But, yeah, she would be having we, that. But, yeah, we're calling it lady racers. So we have twenty classes. Uh, we have ten gates, and you know everybody knows we start practice at nine fifteen. We start the races at ten. We load it. We're done at two forty five, and we drink beer, steaks, <laughs> or whatever we do. You can go and watch sixty minutes, or you can stay at the track and. <laughs> So the real reason we're there is to, is to have a good time Sunday night. But, yeah. But so that's the club. We we have classes, bikes from guys ride bikes from 1968, 08, and a pretty healthy over 70 class. We've got probably nine members that are over 70 that race from time to time. We'll have three, four, five in the over 70 class, and a couple of them beat most of it. You know, there's there's one guy, Lloyd Morgan, consistently outruns all the over 60 guys. He's seventy three or four, but That's he chews awesome. nails for breakfast and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are a tough one. Yeah, watch we Mark and I have really enjoyed coming out and watching you guys a little bit. You know, coming to Diamond Dons and coming to some of your TVRC events, and uh, man, it's just really neat to watch you guys. And we want to get involved soon, get some vintage bikes so we can start going out there and having fun with you guys. Besides just the party side of it. Yeah, I've got a po- I've got what is it a post vintage. Was that what he said? The, the, the yeah, newer ones. I've got one of those, but I just don't think it'd be as fun. No. What well, What year is it? So I got a '96 uh, CR250. If you go back in Racer X in the archives, two tribes. You want? I want you to read what Will Hahn said about racing with us about five years ago. Where they're asking, "What's the most fun you ever had on a motorcycle?" And yeah. Will Hahn says. I rode a race on an 88 CR500, and it was the most fun I'd ever had with the Texas guys. He said, other than the front brake, I could race that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fun. I mean, just we, we don't uh, – I mean, Jamie can tell you, we we don't do a whole lot of racing, but we – I mean, as far as going – we got about five, six really fast guys. Right. And the rest of us, the rest of us are old farts like me. We get out there and ride around and 
bump into each other and have fun, try not to fall off. Absolutely. Well, that's what it's about anyways. I like I like the uh, the atmosphere at those races. It's a lot less serious and you know, it just feels like more like what a race should feel like to me, you know, at this level. Yeah, we have a uh, we have another deal. If anybody gets hurt, you know, you got to stop and then you stop, we give you points back or we give you trophies or we give you whatever you want, you know. Or you take care of each other pretty good. Right. We had no we we've had a few injuries. You know, you know if if you if you take a, if you ain't getting the two hundred forty pound machine lands on you, it doesn't matter if it was made in nineteen seventy five. It's going to hurt you. Sure. Right. So there's there's an element of danger, but we try to keep it safe and low key because we're getting older. Yeah. Well, no doubt. You know, I mean, I'm forty two, so I I'm starting to feel it on a daily basis. So I definitely understand and. You know, you see guys like yourself or Derek Wedding, you know, who's a little bit older and a little bit heavier. Derek is, and he's out there just hauling butt. It's it's so impressive. But yeah, we got to go to work on Monday morning. I'll tell you one thing about that boy Derek, and I heard him when he was in studio there. Um, motorcycles getting back into this saved his life. Yeah, I think so. He, he is he is lost. When he gets done, he will have lost two hundred pounds naturally. Oh wow! And exercise and diet. Yeah, he, he's an impressive yeah, guy, man. He it really is an amazing story about him, and he's told me some other aspects of uh, personal stuff with him. And I, I'm just he's 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 hero status to me, like from what he's come oh, back from. You know, man, he was he was lost more than he's lost. You know, you know Bob Grossi, the old guy. He lived around here somewhere. He was a Suzuki factory guy. He lived, he fell off the face of the earth. Nobody heard seen. Derek, we were at Freestone about the second year of Freestone. It was hotter than hell, and they put together some little dusty track over there. I had a 50 second lap time. Mm-hmm. And this old red faced boy was kicked on a Honda CR500, and the guy was no kid. He was 400 pounds. And I told guys, I said, go down there. I tripled up to kick that sucker. Go down there and start that bike for that son of a bitch before he dies. <laughs> and he goes, well, so, well, we think he's got it. I said, he doesn't get it. He's beat red. It's 100 degrees. He's going to have a stroke. He weighs 400 pounds. Somebody go help him. He doesn't know what he's doing. Another guy said, do you know who that is? I said, no, I don't know who it is. He goes, that's Derek Wedding. <laughs> I go, you got to be shitting. Yeah. So, of course, he got the motorcycle started. And I'll give him this. He raced that day, and I didn't. It was too hot for me. <laughs> but um, he is just delight. Yeah, he is just delightful. He's. He's happy to see everybody. He's yep. happy to be there, and um, he's getting himself up to speed pretty good too. He's a he's he's kind of the the what our little club and community is all about. Guys like Derek. Yeah, for sure. You you guys have definitely taken us in, Mark and I, when we come out, or just anybody, and and it's like we're part of the family. We're instantly friends. You know, the, the moment we meet, we're friends. Yeah, we say we we have these great big parties and then every now and then race breaks out right yeah, but, exactly yeah, you know. yeah that should be uh that should be the slogan on the website because literally <laughs> everybody that races it says that same thing oh yeah and we got some people like uh singer lyle lovett i think yep. that's since y'all will message he he was gonna be our he was gonna try to be our guest last january and uh he might be at our party this january but he makes several of the national races and he's just the nicest, quietest guy. He grew up working this 
fellas passed away that he he worked for Richard Sanders, but he worked there in Houston, and you know he was a kid, he was a dirt biker, and you know he had that hair back then. Yeah, and then so he he reappears, and guy's just as nice as he can be, low key, quiet, and he's got perfect form. I mean, I watched him ride. I thought, well, I know this guy. I mean, he swept floors. He's getting. I probably can't ride. I watched him, and, and you know, he's slim and he's trim. He has absolutely perfect form. Nice. And there's no when he comes out to Don's or Rio, there's nowhere he'd rather be than than with us, you know, group of misfits. And uh, that's really saying a lot. Yeah, I've been a, I, you know, as long as I've been a fan of that guy and his music and a lot of the songs he's written. I had no idea until recently that he was that that into it and that he had a, a, that much of a history with the sport, and it just made me love him even more so than I already did. And uh, he, I, I would love, I love, I, I long for the day where I get to shake the guy's hand and talk to him, and we, you know, maybe even get him on the podcast. It'd, it'd be amazing. Well, he he called me one night when he apologized about missing our party, and we talked about forty five minutes. He would be he'd be a great addition to your to your show. I'll tell you who else. We were down at the National in Rio, Army National in Rio Bravo. Mm-hmm. You know, I raced there in the seven. I rode, I can't say, I lined up with them in the 70s <laughs> down there. And uh, walking across the, the road right by my motorhome, boots here and everything was Kevin Spots. And I did about three takes. I go, Kevin Spots? He goes, yeah. Said, Man, I'm sure to have you here. Thanks for riding with us. He goes, Thanks for having me. I'm having a blast. And he cruised on over to where he was going. Yeah, for our listeners that don't know who that is, tell us who he is. Kevin Swantz? Yes. Oh, my God. After uh, Kenny Roberts, Wayne Rainey, uh, multi-time, well, they call it, what they call it? MotoGP now. We call it Formula One. Yeah. World Road Racing Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. In Houston, uh, from Houston. Uh, yeah, he was. He wore well, several world racing championships, several national championships. I get in the, I think about it now in the eighties. Yeah, it's it's been a while about that. Yeah, late eighties, early nineties. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's it, it, it's a way to stay involved. We just have we have more. Shouldn't be legal. Have so much fun. <laughs> well, well, Tony, I, I hate to cut it short, man, but we are we've run out of time. And uh, but uh, I tell you what, I look forward to seeing you here in a few weeks. At the uh, I got your email about the banquet, and uh, we're going to attend. And just looking forward to meeting you in person and getting to chat with you and and seeing what this is all about. And maybe look forward to seeing you at the races this year too. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Hey, Thanks, thank Tony. you for your time, buddy. We appreciate it. You bet, Amy. Anytime. Take care, man. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Tony Mosley, ladies and gentlemen, interesting cat. We need to get him on here for an, uh, an in-depth interview sometime. He yeah. Is, he's a, I bet he's got as many stories. He's as got he... some really cool stories. We just, we're just we running a little behind because of our technical difficulties. we got to get Dino on. Yeah, I mean, I apologize, Tony. Yeah. We just, we're just we 10 minutes behind where we need to be. So let's go ahead and get Dean Wilson on the phone. Right Hey, this is Chicken. Thanks for listening to Moto X Pod. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and get to our next guest, former 250 national champion and rock star Huskies, Dean Wilson. Dino, what up, man? Oh, not too much. Just, uh, yeah, just relaxing tonight. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Are you in uh, Florida or are you out in California already? 
Uh, we're in California now. We'll be out here for the, the next five weeks or so for, you know, the West Bush races, and then we will be um, back in the East. So, uh, good deal. Yeah, man, you're uh, you're one of the guys I'm most excited about this year. Yeah, I think there's a lot of buzz around you right now, and uh, we can't wait to see how that goes. Yeah, I, I've been working hard, and um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think, uh, you know, I've done pretty much everything I can for for the off season, so we'll see how it goes. I'm not putting any high expectations on myself, or uh, you know, I just I, I kind of like don't know what to expect. It's it's kind of funny. I, I just feel like. You know, I mean, uh, I've done everything I can to this point, so you know, let's let the rest unfold, man. Yeah, I think you're coming into this year, though. I mean, you know, last year you were coming in as a true privateer, you know, with your dad as a mechanic, and you worked your ass off all year, and you know, got the husky ride. And I think this year's, I think it's going to be a big, big. I think improvement. What, I think what we're all saying is that you're 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 firing on all cylinders yeah. coming in this year, and uh, that we just we can't wait to see how awesome it's going to be. Yeah, I think so. I think it will be a good year. You know, I think last year was good for me too. Uh, Last year was good for me just to get myself, and uh, I think that it will help me a lot for this year. I'm a little bit momentum, and, and I'm feeling up more confident, a lot more confident than I was last year. Yeah, that's going to be good. Um, you know, how, how do you feel about your off season? You know, you did some overseas races, and you know, you, it, you can tell from your social media you've been having a good time, a little vacation with your chick. I mean, you, you feeling like you're you're 100 ready, and you're, you're rested a little bit mentally from the last year? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm, uh, I've had a really good off season. I really only took like a week off. I didn't have much time off at all. I did Nations, and then I, I did Monster Cup, and yeah. then I did um, Australia, and then I did Paris. So I don't love off season racing, and then, um, you know, I, and then I took a week off after that, and then I was starting my boot uh, in Florida with Tyler Ratchery and and uh, um, so I think my training and everything's been really good and we've also been working really hard on the new uh, you know 2017 special edition Husqvarna so I think that uh, we've spent a lot of time getting that thing good and every, yeah, everything's going really well so happy uh how it's went so far now tell us a little bit i, I was going to ask you about that new bike do you like it better is it any different or g give us a little insight on that oh uh, yeah it's definitely a lot different than the other bike um i'd say the power is a lot bigger uh i think the chassis better i think it turns a lot better on flat turns and there's a lot of positives to it so um it's a little bit of a different adjustment from the the older bike so um I wasn't expecting it to be so much different, but I think it's you know definitely different in a positive way, and uh, me and Jason really like it and um, feel good. So I think uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm feeling good and riding good, and I really like the bike and the team. So everything's going well over here. So um, this new bike, uh, Chris Kiefer said how much he loves it. Um, how I mean how how much better. What's better about it? What is it? You, you said it's turning better, but like, what else is is really working in your favor? Is there any one particular thing? Yeah, I think the flat corner is, is turning it. it uh, it's better, you know. Okay. The, the bike's a lot more stable. 
you know, kind of like the, the geometrics of the bike are a lot are way different than than uh, you know the 2017 bike. So I think uh, <laughs> it's um, yeah, better in the turns. I haven't gotten to ride it on a outdoor track yet, only on Supercross. So yeah. uh, I can't really my on outdoors, but I'm I'm sticking with the way the bike is. If it's cornering good on Supercross, it's going to be really good outdoors. Awesome. So you said you're not really putting high expectations on you, and I think that's probably a really good thing because you're probably going to go in a lot more relaxed. Um, you know, and all the big media guys like Mathis and, um, you know, JT and all those guys, they're, you know, they're, they're considering there's the big three, the Eli's, the Marvins, and um, why did my mind just blank, Mark? Um, uh, you just killed me too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kenny. <laughs> Ken, oh, yeah, Kenny. Those are the guys that everybody, you know, thinks those, those are the three title contenders. And I don't know that I necessarily buy into that. Um, I really feel like you, Blake, and Jason Anderson really have a good chance to get some wins. And, well, I mean, how, how do you feel? Do you feel like you can – do you feel confident enough that you can go in and compete with those guys? Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, – you know, I've been riding with Jason Anderson pretty much the whole off season, and – I've just been kind of a, you know, a less, just a tiny bit off of his pace. So, um, you know, I think that he's riding really well at the moment, and it's good for me to gauge myself off of him. But uh, to be to, for for me, my goal uh, to start off and and I think just to keep it, you know, I think for me just being being in top five is every race is my goal. And uh, yeah, I mean that's that's really yeah. I, okay. I don't like to too crazy you know last year was top 10 i think this year's top five you know when i when i when, when i said i want to be top 10 last year uh i ended up eight points and got a few top five rides yeah where and my goal is top five this year so we'll see where that takes us you know i don't want to set the bar too high but you know i just really want to make this another great year and you know and, and not get too far ahead of myself well i appreciate your honesty on that yeah what yeah you- i mean Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Dean. Go ahead. Oh no, I just I just think that sometimes if you set the bar too high, then it puts pressure on yourself. Yeah. You're not relaxed, and it's just good to be a little bit more relaxed with your goals. Now, shift shifting gears just a little bit. The new start great. What are those things called? They're starting on this it's year. Is it starting great? Starting great. What, what yeah. do you think? What do you think about those? The metal mesh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. Uh, sure you know they're just really grippy i think they're going to make the starts a lot more equal right um uh, yeah i think your your technique and everything that you're doing needs to be really on point to be able to get get an advantage on the uh you know guys beside you do you think and i've got a theory on this and if, if it puts everybody on more of an equal playing field do you think that's going to cause more pileups in the first turn or the or the, at least give it a chance it could but I think that it's going to be you, you generally going into the first quarter. Not everybody's going to be side by side. You know, the people are going to get caught off, and mm-hmm. so um, it could potentially. But usually, going into the first turn, the guys that think they're going to get the whole shot, you know, that I don't know. You, it's like you kind of you don't know what's going to happen until you're in the first turn, really. You know, it's sure. kind of uh, unpredictable. So right, it's hard to say. So hey, we we have a friend of ours that is one of your biggest fans, oh, and he's I, a super fan. I think you're pretty, you're kind of familiar with him. Hal from Houston. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hal's one of our buddies. We're actually going to crash at his house for the Houston Supercross. But he sent me a text a little, uh, earlier today, so I want to read this to you. He said, screw Tomac and the, KX2, the KXF he rode in on. DW15 is going to serve up a hot steaming bowl of haggis and William Wallace whoop-ass in 18. Stamp it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> no, Hal's a good guy. He's, uh, he is. for a lot of years and always... Uh, believes in me and it's always been a great support so i'm actually really thankful to have guys like guys it's awesome and he's a he's a great guy and he's fought for the great country that i live in now yep. so, you know it's great cool to uh yeah to, just to have two guys like him you know that are around our sport well i'm gonna tell you this speaking of fighting you don't want to be around him if somebody says a bad word about you he is gonna, <laughs> he is gonna get in their ass really fast well yeah, I'm sure up his sleeves. yeah and, you know, if you want to save a few bucks in Houston, man, just come crash at his house. Well, yeah. You're invited. Yeah, I'm sure he's got a big place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's Do, good people. Dino, how you liking the new shift racing gear? Yeah, I'm loving it. I really, you know, I've always kind of, as a kid, I, I always loved boxing shift, and I always wanted to be part of the family. And, um, you know, it's just it's just crazy how things work out. You know, last year it was like, you know, I, I – uh, you know, things weren't really looking too hard. And then, you know, in the last year after having a good year, you know, things have been really good. And, and um, you know, I guess you could say that, you know, uh, dreams kind of do come true because I've always wanted to be part of the Fox family. So it's pretty cool to um, be part of it. And it's a really comfy year. I love it. It's good looking. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really well, they, 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 you earned that spot, and they've got yeah. one hell of an ambassador in you for that. That's, uh, I, I, I think that's awesome. And plus, that stuff looks so cool. It looks cool, but the fit on it is what really impressed me. It's really light, it's comfortable, and it's like wearing gym clothes to the gym. You can just, you can really still feel flexible in your gear. It's not very stiff, so I really like that about the gear. Nice. So, hey, you know, th- this year there's some new format changes, new point system. Um, what do you think about the three, I think it's three Triple Crown races they're going to have with the three main events? You feel good about that? You like that, a little change? Um, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it, really, you know, because we race three races, and that's just a lot of racing, a lot more risk involved. And then... You know, they do Olympic points on your three races. They combine them, and mm-hmm. then they break down to the normal points. So, I just don't know if I really like that. that it's kind of cool if they gave you full points each race, you know. So, you could gain a lot of points or lose a lot of points or something like that. I feel like you race three races, and, you know, you just really don't get a lot of points out of it. So, um, I see I'm that. not sure. I, I think that... It's just a lot of racing, and um, it's just you know a lot more risk involved. Sure, yeah, I can see that from the rider standpoint. You know, I think Feld is they're looking for ways for the you know to make it quote unquote more exciting for the fans, and and I applaud them for at least trying something different. You know, I mean this this the series has been pretty much the same for for thirty years. I or feel whatever. like this triple crown thing might be a little silly, but we don't know. We haven't seen it yeah. yet, so. Well, it's just going to be not much different than the Monster Cup, you know? Exactly. When I was at Monster Cup, so many guys got injured this year at the Monster Cup because you're just so much, you're racing three times, you know? So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But, um, as you know, it's going to be high pace, high intensity. Um, you know, it's, 
it's uh, not going to be as long, but it's still going to be a lot of laps by the end. Sure. Yeah, and I didn't think about that. That's three different motos at main event intensity, not mm-hmm. just the heat race stuff, you know. So some, you know, at uh, you're right, that could be a could be a factor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I, all I know is I'm just excited about Supercross kicking off next weekend. I'm so glad Houston's back so that we here in Texas get two races and we can come hang out and uh, get to meet you. This you know we'll, we'll get to come down and meet you in Houston this year and say hi. Perfect. It's good, guys. That'll be awesome. It'll be good to see you. Absolutely. Likewise. Well, Dino, we know you're a busy guy, man. You've probably got better things to do than talk to us, jerky. So we'll let you go. But thanks again for your time. We uh, Every time we have you on, we enjoy it more and uh, look forward to seeing you in Houston, buddy. No worries. Thanks a lot. We'll see you guys there. Thanks, yes, man. Sir. We really appreciate it. All right. Have All a good right, night, see you, Dean. Dean. See ya. All the right. The Dean Wilson. Yeah, the man. Dean Wilson. How cool is that, man? Just to, he, I like his approach to everything. He's just kind of going with the flow. He's not taking it. He's taking it serious, but he's not overthinking it serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that 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 is uh, going to pay off. You know what I mean? I agree. the The fact that he admitted that he's not going in with high expectations. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I, I straight up asked him, "Can you compete with those guys?" He didn't say, "Oh well, yeah, yeah." He's like, "I don't know yet." You know, I I'm, I'm a tick off, Anderson. How many guys would admit that? Yeah, and I wanted to throw in, and I didn't get to, but a tick off Anderson in practice, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that is yeah. good. Now, now that's gnarly, but I'm saying is that that how will that translate to race day? Right, because a lot of times practice don't matter. Sure, you know what I mean. So I, I, I'm I'm looking for good things out of you know, and I think top five is very realistic for him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I hope he gets top fives. You well, know, I, I want to see him win a couple. He may not, but but I think his attitude seems to be right where it needs to be. Where heroes are made from guys like him that have had it, lost it, fallen down, been at the bottom of the barrel, so to speak, and yeah. clawed their ass out of it. That would not accept the situation there. They, you know, at the, for the time being, that this is where I'm at. This is what I got to do. They got a plan. He got out of it, mm-hmm. and he's he's steadily on an upward. Uh, upward, you know, climb, a, a climb. Yeah. and uh, we haven't seen the ceiling from him yet. I don't. No, think. I don't think so. You know, and, and it's sort of a similar situation to what Barsha's put himself in. Mm-hmm. Even though he did get back with Yamaha because of the injuries, you think Barsha has the same ability to climb it, out? Yeah, I, we'll see. I don't yeah. know yet because I haven't paid that much attention. I'll say this: so with Barsha, he was going racing. Yeah, one way I just or don't know that his attitude is as good as Dean's is. And maybe, Which may not matter. And but. May, maybe not. I don't know him personally, but it could definitely – it kind of from the out, from from our standpoint, it kind of seems that Just way. Just what we see, yeah. Yeah, and what you hear, you sure. know. And it's all rumors. Different media stuff, outlets, so Hearsay. on and so forth. But, I mean, generally, you know, the time will tell. Like, when, when the gate drops is when all that shit stops. Yeah. And none of it matters. And, you know, the, the opinions very numbers don't lie. So where he finishes is going to be indicative of what he's doing on a consistent basis, right. you know, not just one race. I mean, but throughout the year, we'll find out. So that's what's so cool about going racing and racing starts is we're going to all these questions we've got, all these rumors, all these speculations. We're all going to get to find out what the real yeah. story is. Yeah. Thank fucking God, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I'm, yeah, ready for Supercross. Less than a week, man. Well, we got uh, five days, something like that. Four days. Not even. Yeah. It's gonna. Uh, I'm kind of messed Rob, up with holidays. I've been playing Robert Wells on my Mad Skills. Oh, have you? I've been kicking his butt a little bit, and he just—he, you know how you can comment after a race. He just oh, said, yeah. "I suck." <laughs> you don't suck, buddy. You're good. I suck, so you—you you got room to go. I, uh, I've tapped out, but uh, yeah, it's been a fun show tonight. Sorry for yeah. the audio issues, guys. Guys, we will get that handled. 
we give TJ a lot of shit, but he's good at this part of his job. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll get it figured out. Jamie's carrying the torch for him. And, and some things have changed. New program, you know, updated programs with new laptop, studio, updated new computer, program, new room in the house. And it just so, seems like the signal sucks in this room. Well, it does. So, so but we'll it's okay. Fixed. We got a signal booster on the way yeah. and, uh, we'll get familiar with this new software and things will be better. And again, we're just three regular Joes that have regular jobs that do this for fun. So it ain't going to be, we're not there yet right. uh, as far as the quality stuff. We're going to get it as we go, but you, this, you got to take what you get if you like our show. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, we'll get it again. Again, big shout out, guys. Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, All Sport Dynamics, MX Girl Designs, that's G-U-R-L, uh, Shock Socks, York Welding Fab, TPJ Racing for Dark Side Muscle Mark. It's been fun, guys. Moto X Pod Show. See you next week. See ya.